you're not 100% on board for healing yourself, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. What is up, everybody? My name is Kelsey Lowe, and you are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. Today, we have Dr. Erin Ellis on the show with us today. She is a naturopathic doctor, and we are going to dive into the mind-body connection and a lot of other good things. Dr. Erin Ellis, welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. Yeah. So I'd love to, like, could you, like, introduce yourself a little bit of, like, who you are, what you're about? Sure. So I am a naturopathic doctor. Um, A lot of people aren't familiar with what naturopathic medicine is, Um, but it's basically we went through a four-year medical degree just like a medical doctor. Um, The first two years is all basic science like anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, microbiology. Um, And then the second two years of medical school is learning more of like a natural way to treat disease and also learning how conventional medicine, Western medicine, and medical doctors treat disease. Um, we're, we abide by six different principles. Um, we have the innate, or we believe the body has the innate ability to heal, heal itself, given the right tools, um, retreat the person as a whole. So we look at you as a whole person, not just like treating one symptom. Um, we choose the least invasive and least toxic treatments um, when we treat. So oftentimes that isn't a prescription medication. Um, The healing power of nature, kind of like the same thing with giving the body the right tools. Um, Prevention is a huge part of our treatment because a lot of disease processes can be prevented if you take care of yourself. And then also teaching. It's one of my favorite principles. Um, I teach my patients. It's kind of a nice thing about seeing a naturopathic doctor. Um, We spend, you know, more than 15 minutes with you, really get to know you, go over everything, teach you why we ran this lab and what this means, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So when I learned about naturopathic medicine, I was like, this is definitely the way that I want to um, be part of healthcare. And I really feel like people are leaning this way nowadays because they're really sick and tired of conventional medicine and not getting answers or maybe getting answers and then given a bunch of medications and still feeling like crap. Um, but if you can get to the root cause of disease, then anyone can be healthy and heal. And a lot of that goes with what we're going to talk about today with like the mind body connection. So, oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for one, for choosing to go in this career path and being able to like, look at the cause of things rather than just treating the symptoms. Um, I was like, I think I learned more about this by leaving the US and seeing how other people approach medicine because growing up in an area where everyone does it the same way, it's like, how do you know any different? Um, So what what like started your path on on studying a naturopathic way to heal? Um, You know, what led you to this? I mean, I think like everyone, we've all, I mean, I'm, I'm a little older, I'm 41 years old. So this is like my second, my second career, but I was grown or I was brought up in conventional medicine and Western medicine. And, you know, it's like, you get a cold, you go to the doctor, you get a drug, you, you get better, you move on, um, et cetera. But in 2010, I was diagnosed with the rare form of cancer. I had, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a tumor by my bladder. It was very rare. It's found in like 2% of all non-Hodgkin's lymphomas and usually found in older men. And I was what I thought was a healthy 31 year old at the time that, you know, had this happen to me. Um, 
and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a little bit, but that's kind of how I got into this because it really taught me a lot about health and wellness and more so about what I didn't know and what I thought was healthy really wasn't healthy. And um, I think it was just a lot of naivety. Like I was naive. I didn't know. No one taught me. It was like, okay, well, you really do need to eat your vegetables. You really do need to exercise. You really do need to find ways to manage stress. Like everything that we put into our body has some effect, whether it's good or bad on our health. And the things that I thought were healthy really weren't healthy, but I didn't know any better. Um, and so I met a, another naturopathic doctor and knew nothing. I was like, what, what are you, what, what? And she <laughs> told me, and I was like, so intrigued by everything because I had, you know, once I had this diagnosis and this thing inside me trying to kill me, it's like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to really, you know, take care of my health and, um, changed a lot about how I ate and my views and attitude, et cetera. And then when I met her, it just kind of aligned with everything that I was starting to research and believe in and do for my own good that um, I decided to pick up those dreams of becoming a doctor again. And this is the the career that I chose because I always wanted to do something medical. I just gave up on it because I didn't want to be in school for 17 years, which I mean, it's not 17, but it feels like a lifetime back when you're in school from like kindergarten until you know, you're 20 something. I just was like, I'm done. I just want to live my life. And, and then I think that's what helped me become who I am now because I had that gap in education and I really got to live life and grow as a person. And now I'm like really living out my passion. And I think that comes through when I, when I treat my patients, because I've, you know, I have a little bit of a life experience under my belt and can relate on like different levels than, than some other people out there. So that's kind of how I got inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so inspiring. And also too, for like anyone that does want to change careers or something, like you went full force into a completely different direction to follow your dream. And I love that. That's, that's incredible. And you mentioned something too, that like, you're saying like, oh, I can't just let the stress keep continue happening. And like all the, I, oh, I actually have to eat my vegetables. I actually do need to move and exercise. Mm -hmm. And I remember a point like in 2014, a big part of my story was not realizing how to handle stress. I was so stressed out. My hair was falling out. I thought I had like stuff in my neck and my, I was like, I got bulges in my vertebrae. I don't know what's going on. And it yeah. literally all came down to stress. So can you like walk us through like what the body's going through with stress and like, cause I mean, my, obviously I'm not a doctor, but I feel like almost everything is caused from stress. Like everything. Well, we all have stress. I mean, I don't think there's there's anyone in this world, unless you're just sleeping, like that doesn't have stress and who sleeps all day. Um, we all exhibit some type of stress at some point in our lives and even like daily. I mean, you're, you could just be driving down the road and someone almost hits you. Like that's stress. That's a stress response. Your body, um, it literally stress affects every single organ in our body. Now it's like anything, like all in moderation. Like we all have stress. It's kind of, in this day and age, like inevitable, we're going to experience it, but it's more so how much stress do we have in our life and what we're doing to manage that stress. Because when we deal with stress, like it triggers our body's fight or flight response, which is our sympathetic nervous system. So it really like amps us up and it releases all of these hormones, all of this like kind of reaction in our body. So if this keeps firing like day after day after day, we put our body in like more risk for serious health concerns, such as like high blood pressure. If you're um, like stress causes our blood vessels to constrict, 
which is a good thing. Like it delivers more oxygen to our muscles so that we have more strength because it's like, if we're going to get, you know, chased by a bear, it's delivering more, more strength. Like we're in that amped up state, but it also raises our blood pressure. So if we're causing our heart to work over and over and over and harder and harder and harder, then this can lead to like an increased risk for stroke or cardiac, like a heart attack, which isn't good. Um, Type two diabetes stress causes our liver to produce glucose. And if we're under stress all the time, then we have more and more and more glucose in our body and our body doesn't know what to do with it. So it just is an overabundance and that's, it can lead to type two diabetes. Um, Oh wow. You can get diabetes from stress and not just food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Right. So, so usually with stress comes a poor diet too, because we want to cope. Like it's a coping mechanism. Like some people lead, Mm. you know, to the, to the gross foods or the alcohol or the fried foods. Like that's the comfort foods, which usually typically aren't good for us. So there's, you know, that adds to the effect of adding more glucose to our body. Like a um, recipe. Most everyone deals with like that ill, like gross feeling in our bellies, like that sick nausea feeling when we're under a lot of stress and anxiety. Um, this like causes like a rush of hormones, rapid breathing, our increased heart rate, which can ups- upset our stomach and in turn, like increase our stomach acid, um, which can cause stomach ulcers, acid reflux, GERD. Oh my gosh. I used to have acid reflux and it all went like all these symptoms that I thought were all completely separate all went away when I made like a big lifestyle change of like leaving a corporate job. So it's so interesting that even ulcers and stuff within the stomach and that heartburn or acid reflux. Mm -hmm. So so when I think about like the mind body connection, I'm trying to like get into what my head was like even four years ago. Like if someone were to be like, oh, the mind-body connection, and you see these memes of like, you know, believe in yourself, believe in this, and it will happen, believe. And so obviously there's more to it than just believing you can heal, but not really. At the same time, it kind of is just down to that simple fact, right? Of like having an internal belief. Can Mm -hmm. you talk more on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I can like relate this to what I went through. Um, When I was diagnosed, I just had that mindset. And it wasn't like, I I knew nothing about this medicine. I knew nothing about any of this. And, but I just had that, that mindset that I was there, there was no way that I was not going to make it through this. Um, I had no other choice, but to beat it. And I never even really got scared. I mean, yeah, maybe I had some moments of like, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. What if I die? But for the most, most of the um, time I was like, I'm going to beat this. And my, your mind is so, powerful. And when I treat women or anyone with like chronic disease, oftentimes I see patients like kind of become their illness. It's like they're, they are their diagnosis and that should not be the way it is. Like you are not your illness and you can get through it if you have a positive mindset because everything in your body is connected. Just kind of like what I went through, like stress can affect everything in our body. And it's the same way our mind can control everything in our body. Um, if you just have the proper mindset, but a lot of people don't even know where to begin. Like, how do you get the right mindset? Like, how do you get into your body? It's, it's, it's hard, but it's not, it's just, you just need to feel, you need to feel your body and you need to one, take care of the stress and do, you know, what you talk about a lot with, um, self care and doing all of these things. Like that's the number one or first thing I would recommend to anyone if they really want to get in tune with their body is, is listen to it. 
do, do these things that you, you know, talk about on your podcast all the time, self-love, yoga, meditation, all of these things, ground, go out in the grass, sit in it, get some sun, like be with yourself, like take away the Wi-Fi, take away all the external um, interruptions, you know, just be with yourself and really focus on, on you and your body and what you're feeling. And the, the mind is just ridiculously powerful. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculously powerful to heal, but it's also ridiculously strong and sneaky in, in letting us stay in fear. Or how, I love how you mentioned that thing of like people be, let it become their identity of their mm-hmm. illness of like, this is who I am. And I've mm-hmm. had, I, and I totally know, like re- relate with that. If it's like, well, who am I without this? Mm-hmm. And it's completely, it can be terrifying for people because it's, it's a reinvention of who they are because they're no longer stuck in the story. And so like, if you're listening to this and you've been dealing with the same chronic issue for your entire life, is there room to view it in a different perspective? You know, and, yeah. and I, I completely love what you said too, about like letting the more holistic side of things, meditation, walking, yoga, because a lot of those things don't give instant gratification. And -hmm. I think we're so programmed to get it right with like, Ooh, let me go see if I got any Instagram messages, like boom, hit of dopamine. Oh, Oh, anything, alcohol, sex, like even avoiding things can be instant gratification because it's avoidance of stress. So like how, like what would be, I guess the first step for someone to like, I don't know, I guess, I don't know what the question is. I guess like what would be some first steps for someone? Well, I I think the first thing is to realize that, um, you didn't get this way overnight. Like you didn't all of a sudden become sick, like for cancer. Like for me, I didn't just get cancer overnight. Like yesterday I didn't have it. And today I did. We all have like cancer in our body. It's whether or not it becomes a problem is the issue. We all have, you know, yeast in our body. It's whether or not do we have, are we giving ourselves all the foods that are feeding the yeast and it becomes overabundant. Like we all have little bits of all of these things in our body. So my biggest advice to all of my patients is you didn't get sick overnight and you're not going to get better overnight. So even if like just what you said, the instant gratification, like, yeah, we all want like that magic pill. We want that magic remedy to get us better. And yeah, I may have that. I have a lot of tricks up my, my sleeve, but it's going to take some time. And if you have to be in the right mindset and you have to be willing to heal, it's like with anything like alcoholism, drug addiction. It's like if you're not 100% on board for healing yourself, it's not going to work. Same thing with stress. Like for you, when you were in that terrible job, it's like you can't get better unless you get yourself out of that situation. Like I can give you all the remedies. You can do all the yoga you want. You can do all the meditation you want. But until you remove yourself from whatever is causing it, you're not going to get better. And so that's like the first step is to really figure out what it is that's holding you back from becoming like the best version of yourself and becoming like the healthiest person that you can be or becoming the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it may be hard. Like it's a hard thing sometimes to give up a job because you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have the money. What am I going to do without this paycheck? Like I have to pay my bills. But at the same time, like your health is also an investment. So if this terrible job is like causing you all these health problems, I mean, chicken, what are you going to do? Which one's more important to you? Yeah. The job or health. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. I see it. I see it all the time. It's like, well, what are you doing? 
about that. Like, yeah, I can help you. I want to help you. I have, you know, tools to help you. But until you remove the obstacle to cure, which is another big naturopathic um, modality that we do, it's like you're not, you can't get better. It's just, you can, it's just going to take a lot of time and effort and a lot more money. But um, that's usually where I start. It's like, what is keep, what is holding you back? Same thing with relationships. It could be right in front of your nose. It could be a nagging um, boyfriend or partner, or girlfriend, or, you know, a family member or something. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. It could just be an, you know, I don't know, a bad environment. It could be yeah. anything. And I always say that our environment is stronger than our will. And the first time I heard that, it like, felt like it punched me in the gut because I so badly wanted to be like, I had a, a warped perspective of being the creator of my own life. Where it's like, I'm the creator of my life, but I wasn't taking into consideration how we're so wired for tribe and we're going to adjust and adapt to the tribe that we're in, even if it's making us miserable. And so I think that, I mean, and maybe you can relate with this too. I didn't know how good I can feel until I felt that good. Because oh, I was gosh, so yes. good at dealing with and being in this yes. like, well, maybe this is as good as it can get. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what I'm like, um, you know, working or trying to um, find my my niche with patients. It's, you know, dealing with chronic fatigue because there's so many people out there that are just tired all the time. And then when I meet with them and I find out, you know, I give them the reason why they're tired. They were like, oh, well, I didn't know that I actually really was that tired. Or we start implementing like a treatment protocol and really addressing what what is imbalanced in their body. And then they're like, oh my gosh, like I cannot believe that I felt like that. And I can't believe that I live like that for so long. Like they're just so grateful. And, and to them, like that's normal, but it's not normal. Like you should not feel like that. So that's like, it's, it's yeah. really interesting to see. And I see it all the time. And I think that's a big reason why, like, okay, so if we were to switch over to talk about nutrition, because I know that that's a big part of like the medicine when it comes to naturopathic, mm-hmm. um, is, is treating food as medicine. Mm-hmm. I've had different times where I, well, not different times, my whole life, right? You know, I grew up eating meat and cheese, potatoes, like all these things, like kind of more of like the heartier things that, you know, on every plate, there needs to be a piece of bread, a piece of meat, a small mm-hmm. thing of vegetables, and mm-hmm. maybe something else like a dessert, you know, like that was like what was portrayed to me as a balanced meal. And I was not convinced in to eat vegetarian or eat vegan or whatever. Like I knew like, sure, it probably is good for you. But until I felt the benefits, mm-hmm. I wasn't convinced as to what it can do for me because mm-hmm. it, so I'd love to hear like a little bit more about, you know, kind of this like stigma with, with animal products and how like we're kind of told that we need them. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the big craze out there right now is is probably bounced off the Game Changers. And I don't know if you had a chance to watch it yet, but it's this new documentary on um, Netflix. And it actually, I watched it a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was really, for me, even as a physician, like really eye-opening because we all literally have the stigma that, like you just said, we need to eat animal meat and that's how we get our protein. Now, you know, if my patient come in and they say, well, I eat chicken and I eat beef. I said, well, just make sure that it's, you know, grass fed and, you know, antibiotic free, hormone free, organic is best because that way we know that there's not added chemicals. But then if you really think about it, what do these animals eat? Like they don't eat meat. They eat grass and vegetables. Um, like oxes eat grass. Like they eat greens. They don't eat meat. Like, why are we eating meat? Like we're not, we're not <laughs> supposed to eat meat. Um, 
I mean, there's no, I, I, I eat meat. I still eat it. Um, but I'm leaning more towards like trying to eat more plants and vegetables, maybe a little bit more fish. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting how we're just brought up. Same thing with like Western medicine and, you know, you go to the doctor, you have a sore throat, they're going to give you an antibiotic, but did you really need that antibiotic? Probably not. Same thing. It's like, we're just caught We're up. programmed. We're programmed to say like, you have a problem, you fix it. And yes. there is a lot of instant gratification with the antibiotics because it does go away within two days, but we don't, we aren't told how it's like completely screwing up our stomach and, and our, all the other healthy bacteria and like, it's interesting because I've noticed that the, the less restriction I put on myself, where I say, you know what, Kelsey, like I have conversations with myself, like, okay, you can eat anything you want. You can have anything you want. And whenever I'm taking care of my mind, I happen to want healthy foods. Uh-huh. You know, like I happen to like, oh, I'm craving like a yummy fresh juice or right. ooh, it would be so good to get like one of those wraps or like different things that sometimes I'll have meat and sometimes I won't, but I'll Mm -hmm. notice the times where I'm like, Ooh, Taco Bell is Mm -hmm. when I'm in an emotionally stressed or, or low vibration state where I'm like, I'm trying to get satisfaction from something. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not getting it from my surroundings, subconsciously I'll lean towards food. And now that I'm aware of that, I catch myself. I'm like, Oh, why am I craving that? Okay. What's going on? Okay, let's have a moment. You know, so I noticed that that was the, I guess, what would you, the impulse. Mm-hmm. So, do you do that kind of work with people where you kind of track, like, what the, causes impulses, or is that more? I guess that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like thinking about food, how food is can be medicine or food can be like the poison. Mm-hmm. That's kind of extreme to say, but I've binged eaten as a response of stress before. I, oh, yeah. I used to joke around people that don't eat when they're stressed. I'm like, oh, you lucky bitch. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's probably because they, they know like their, their body's so in tuned and they know the effects of having that poison. It's the same thing with like people that have celiac disease or even non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Like they can't have gluten, like they, their body reacts in a negative way. And if they have gluten, which sometimes they get it because maybe the restaurant didn't tell them that it was gluten-free or they thought it was gluten-free and it wasn't, and then they know how their body reacts and they feel like crap. Um, I think it's with anything. Like the more you do it and you know that it's technically not good for you and the more or the, the worse that you feel, I think the least likely you will continue to do that because you know how bad it is. Same thing with like going out and getting, you know, drunk and having like a hangover. I mean, over time, you're just gonna be like, I'm sick of it. Like, I'm not going to drink because I don't want to feel like that. So you just will stop drinking. Um, It's just one of those things where, yeah, I I help patients with that. But ultimately, it's really up to them and their body and really what they want to to deal with and live with. Mm -hmm. Um, All I can do is just educate and give them tools and let them know, you know, these are the consequences and they know. Um, but it's, it's their health and they're going to, they're going to do it if they want to, and they're going to, you know, have the side effects if they do it and they know that. So, yeah, that's, I think about my, my brother is lactose intolerant and it's like people who are gluten, they're like, no, 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 no gluten. But people who are, you know, vegetarian, like, no, no meat. But people who are lactose are like, ah, just give me a lactate pill. I'll do it. You know? (laughs) And there's same thing. There's gluten, like there's stuff that people can take before they eat gluten, um, nowadays that will help them. So, I mean, it is, it is what it is, but I, 
I'm a firm believer in, in all in moderation, like the, the crappy Taco Bell meal that you're going to eat one time and like however many months is really not going to be, you know, too detrimental on your health. But if you were to eat Taco Bell every single day for lunch, maybe, yeah, like I would be more concerned. Or if you're, you know, drinking alcohol every single day or smoking cigarettes or all of this, like, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'm not perfect. I'll go out and have pizza. I'll go out and have crappy food, but I don't do it every day. I I really find that there should be a balance because if you deprive yourself of something that you want, like that's also not healthy. Um, And that doesn't establish or allow ourselves to establish healthy habits. If we put those restrictions, Mm -hmm. Um, like those trainers that are like, no, you can't have a cheat meal. You can't have a cheat meal. Like that's not a good trainer. Let, let your trainer say it's okay to go have, you know, a hamburger or a French fry or something like that's kind of like a reward for all the hard work you did. You're not going to negate everything that you just did with one meal. Um, and I but feel it's like also like time, satisfaction. Yeah. The satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And over time, I feel like the reward becomes the workout. The reward becomes the juice, you know, and where it's like, oh, this is it. I, I like to put freedom within everything because there's no self-love in restriction at all. Like I did a self-love retreat and it was all vegan. But one of the days I was like, you know what? I do eat pizza in my normal life. And so we went out to pizza and one of the girls got a really bad stomachache after. And she was like, okay, I needed this to happen for me to realize that it's not just me. It's my food. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and so like there, it was interesting because she was able to see the contrast of it to where she was like, yeah, that was good, but it wasn't that good. I, yeah. I, I'm okay with not having that because of how I felt. And like, even just lethargic, right. After having so many carbs or having processed foods, it, it does like anyone listening to this, don't beat yourself up for eating shit food. Instead, yeah. let your senses like open up to how good food can be and let it be like a love experience. Like my roommate literally jokes about how she makes love to her food because she eats vegan and she's just like, it's so beautiful and it's so good. And like, imagine guilt-free eating. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, uh, am friends with a medical doctor who's a, in the ER and she has a real bad association and she's trying to lose weight, but she has a real bad association with breads. And so she's working with her trainer or someone, I can't remember who it is, but, um, people, she, she was taught to associate bread with like something terrible. So if there's a, that like vice that you have, it's like, Oh, I can't live without um, bread, or if I were to pick anything and live on an island, I would choose bread for the rest of my life. And now she associates it with like bugs. And like, if she sees a piece of bread, she's like, sees bugs all over it and she won't eat it. So there's way, there's different ah. ways to like associate like your brain to think else, like otherwise with the food and kind of like twist it around. But I don't know. Again, like I'm, I'm a firm believer in all in moderation no, no diet is any better than any other diet out there. I actually am not a fan of diets. Um, but I just think if you give your body what it needs and that, and you know, on a regular basis, then you're okay to have that crap food every once in a while. Yeah. And like getting real with why do I want to eat healthy? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause there's so much below that. Why do I want to eat healthy? It's like, who, who in your life do you want to stick around for? Like, how would it feel if you were energized and like, it's not normal to have to take a nap at 4 PM, you know what I like? Well, you know, all the like kind of investigating within yourself, like, why is it important? Cause I feel mm-hmm. like that almost makes it easier versus I'm, I should, right. The should mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. 
Well, 80% of our immune system is in our gut, 75 to 80%. So everything that we're putting into our body, as far as food goes, like that's affecting our immune system. So if we're eating like count, like mindless calories or, or, uh, what is it? Empty calories that nothing like it's just food, but it doesn't have any nutritional value. Like that takes a toll on our immune system. And then that's when chronic disease happens. That's when we have repeated illnesses. It's like, why are you always getting sick? It's like, well, let's first start at what are you putting in your body? Like, are you giving it what it needs? Probably not. Mm. So that's like the first, the first thing that I, you know, stress to people. It's like diet, diet, diet. And people are oftentimes are like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Like that's, that's how I was. I used to be like that. I didn't know. I knew nothing. So, but once you start implementing that, then you can see how much of a difference it makes and not one, not only how you feel, but then also like, um, your, your, your immune system and how healthy you are and, you know, not, not being like, Oh, I can't be around you because you're sick. I'm afraid to get sick. Like that's, that shouldn't be how it is. It's the, it's the host, not the germ. It's definitely not the germ. Like I would never be a doctor if I was afraid of being sick. And I deal with sick people all the time. I work in an urgent care, but I'm not worried about it. They're like, Oh, I don't want to touch your hand. I, I have this. And I was like, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Cause I know that I'm healthy. Um, my immune systems, you know, I take care of myself. I take my vitamins, I eat proper, I get exercise, I get sleep, I drink plenty of water, all of these things. Um, so that's like the main thing is, is the diet and the immune system. And it all starts in your gut. Mm. It's so interesting. (laughs) I'm like thinking of friends that have had different illnesses or ailments or things or like one of them, she was, she went to the doctor, she had a really bad earache and like, she does a lot of like holistic, like medicine and energy healing. And she knew she's like, I have been ignoring this urge to leave the job I'm in. And I have been ignoring it, ignoring it. And it manifested into a ear infection of like not listening. And, mm. and so it was interesting because mm-hmm. she, the doctor was like, okay, well, I'm going to prescribe you this, this, and this. And she's like, nope, I don't want the antibiotics. She's like, I know what I need to do. I will heal this on my own. I will heal my body. And she healed it just through mindset of believing in herself that she's like, okay, I'm going to listen to, for her, it was the universe. I'm going to listen to the universe. I'm going to yeah. job. And the earache went away the day she talked to her boss. Wow. That's awesome. So I'm, I bet you probably have stories like that of people that have healed themselves through mindset and nutrition. Well, yeah. And I mean, personal experience, it's like, I didn't do anything like I, I knew what I needed to do to heal myself. And, and I mean, I used conventional medicine, chemotherapy probably saved my life. Um, I didn't do the holistic route when I went through um, my cancer therapy, but I also had a, a blood cancer and blood cancers, you know, are, are one of the few that actually really respond to chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also like the mindset, like I knew that I wasn't not going to make it. So I just told myself day after day, you got this, you got this. It was a struggle, but you know, I did it. And I woke up every day saying like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. You got this. And the same thing, I mean, that can go with any disease process, anything that's going on, even like a, a, you know, a job interview or a test, or, you know, we all have that fear of failure and that's a legitimate fear. But if you go into that test, like, oh, I don't know, I don't know enough you know, I don't, I feel like I should have studied more. It's like, no, go in there saying, I know my shit. Like I'm ready to take this test. I am going to pass it. I already passed. 
you can even have that mindset. Like I already passed. It's not, it's not a comp, it, you know, there's no, I don't need to take this test. I already passed. Um, that's how I addressed, you know, my board exam. I was like, well, I already passed this. And I did. I love that. Yeah. So it's just the mind. The mind is so powerful, but yet we still have to feel like we can't get, we can't take away what our body feels either. Like, cause sometimes the brain can just override everything and it can be, you know, that nonsense chatter that's in there. But if our gut is telling us one thing, like I would go with the gut more than the mind. Um, but the, it's like that, that connection it's, there's, it's huge. Yeah. And it's like trying to alert us of things to go towards and things to go away from too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone that maybe is struggling with making healthy choices? You know, like they know what to do, but it's like that bridging the gap between knowledge and action. <laughs> right. Well, the bet, the, my number one thing is you're not probably going to succeed unless you have a plan. And if you wanted to start with a plan, I would implement something small. So say you wanted to like reduce soda for one. You could just start with saying, okay, I drink two sodas a day. Maybe cut that back to one a day. Then you can cut back that, you know, cut that back to like three times a week. And then you gradually just kind of stop drinking soda. Or you can find an alternative for something that's more healthier. Um, I don't even know that's the word, more healthy. Um, For instance, like if you were to cut back soda, like there's other alternatives that you can do that taste like soda, but they're, they're healthier. And they don't have, you know, the fake sugars and all the other crap that's in it. Um, so that's my biggest advice is to, to just start. It's like with anything, like you're never going to have everything dialed in. There's never going to be a right time. Just start somewhere. And if you can start small, then you can build on it. If you wanted to try implementing like eating vegan or plant-based, like pick one meal out of the week and say, okay, I'm not going to eat any animal product for, for breakfast or Monday, like meatless Monday is a big thing. It's like, okay, Monday I eat all plant-based and I don't have any animal product and see how you feel over time. I guarantee you're going to feel a difference and then it's just going to become part of your life. Um, but you have to start. And so just start small. You don't have to go, you know, hundred percent in or, or dive deep in the deep end. Just start somewhere One, you know, a little bit of change is better than nothing. Thank you so much, Dr. Aaron Ellis. You guys, if you guys have questions like this, send her, can, can they DM you on Instagram? Yeah. I mean, I may divert you to, you know, more of a, a HIPAA compliant, um, platform or, you know, we can set up a discovery call to see if we're a good fit to work together. I am offering, um, telehealth, um, consultations, things like that. So yeah, we can definitely, you know, see how I can help you achieve your, achieve your health. But yeah, I take DMs. Awesome. Cool. Was there any like final words of encouragement or advice or anything that you feel called to, to share before we, before we end our podcast? Um, I guess the big thing is just don't give up. Like I, you know, don't ever give up life. Life is, is precious. There, there are solutions. Um, you can heal yourself. You can, you know, become the best version of yourself. I'm still not there. I don't think anyone is fully a hundred percent capable of what they can be. It's, you know, your, your health is like another job. Um, but it's so important and, you know, you shouldn't have to feel the way that you feel. There's, there's ways that you can fix that and improve that. But, um, yeah, my big thing, just don't give up. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
Thank you for having me. As you are listening to Joyfully You podcast, in the show notes, you'll have access to um, Aaron's Instagram, to any other links that you'd want to share of like other ways that they can connect with you um, to be able to. And also too, maybe I'll put in, I'll put in the the link for the Netflix um, Game Changers as well. Perfect. Well, thank you guys. You are listening to Joyfully You podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I will catch you next time.